Megan Bowman, um, who announced Operation Christmas Child, she said, we want to thank Pastor Aaron for letting us do this. Am I not a great guy that I let you give Christmas <laughs> presents to third world children? Man, I, I'm pretty impressed with myself right now. I do appreciate her and Ryan and Pastor Deborah, the work they're doing uh, to bring you that opportunity. Well, today is Reformation Sunday, but I preached about the Reformation last week because I wanted to give you more time to think about it. So if you missed that sermon, um, you can go back and listen to it online because a lot of people said good things about it. I thought it was good, but I think every sermon I've ever given was good because I, I wrote them. But then I listened to them, then I listened to them, and I'm never as good when I listened to it as I thought I was when I preached it. So that's just one of those things. It's, it's an act of humility. Every single week I listen to my sermon, and every single week I am humbled before the Lord. But that's part of developing a skill. Um, you've been listening a lot already today. So, so like we've been listening a lot, and, and I have a lot to say in a short amount of time. So I, I'm praying for, for us right now that God would use this time because the Lord is having me teach them something that just uh, it feels kind of like it's, it's timed at a, a strange time, but I really felt compelled by the Lord to teach on this today. I'm teaching on lifting your hands for spiritual breakthrough. Lifting your hands for spiritual breakthrough. And, and some of the content I'm going to go over is something that if you've been through CIL Forward 102, we've been through this, but we kind of rush through it because we get a lot, we do a lot during that small amount of time. And I wanted us to take time because I, I want you to see today that God wants to use your hands in worship and praise to him. God wants to use your hands as one of the ways to worship and praise him. It's not the only way, but it's a prominent way. Abby read this scripture, Psalm 134, 2. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. And that's talking about in public worship, that's a, a, a specific place to lift up your hands. We can lift up our hands a lot of different places, but he said lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. I thought about showing you college football clips, but I didn't want to get us all distracted. But if you've seen teams like especially Penn State or Virginia Tech, where the whole crowd has their hands in the air, hands in, it's like a chant, like doing this. You know what that is? That is simply worship. I mean, it's a form of worship. I'm not saying it's wrong to participate in it. You guys know I'm a big sports guy. But if, if, if you, you participate in that and it's a substitute for the worship that you're supposed to give to God, it becomes a form of idolatry in our lives. And so we see all the time that when we go and hear an artist at the, at the downtown amphitheater or Bridgestone, we have no problem putting our hands in the air like this, waving back and forth, all that. But if you do it in church, you're a weirdo, right? I can do it for Justin Timberlake, all right? I, I, I can do it for, um, I can't even think of a college football player's name right now, for Sam Darnold. That's the quarterback for USC, in case you're wondering. I didn't just pull up a name. It's nobody, I can woohoo, woohoo. But for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the one who is incomparable, the one that is unchangeable, the one who died for me, man, it's just a little too weird, Aaron. It's a little too much. Now, I will, in fairness, say some of you may not do that at ball games or concerts. Some you may not do that. I'm kind of this guy, too, at concerts, you know. I don't move my body. I just move my head. That's it. You don't want to see me move my body. It is embarrassing. And so I get that. I get that. I don't do a bunch of stuff like that at ball games, too. And so my natural 
inclination may not do that at church, but the point I'm trying to make is if, if there is a social acceptance for doing that during our entertainment, there should be a spiritual acceptance of doing it when we come together in worship. And so Psalm 134, 6 says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary, not the ball field, not the concert hall, not the amphitheater, but in the sanctuary. Lift up your hands to worship the Lord. My premise here is that lifting our hands in worship is not just a preference. I want you to hear that today. It's not just an expression of personality. Lifting our hands in worship is a biblical, explosive, meaningful expression of praise. Lifting our hands in worship is an exercise of faith. It takes faith to lift your hands in worship. It takes sacrifice sometimes to lift your hands in worship. It takes spiritual maturity to lift your hands in worship. And this is exactly why God loves it when we lift our hands in worship. And it's exactly why the enemy hates it. The enemy doesn't want you to participate in visible worship to the Lord. And so he hates it when you lift your hands in worship. He does. He, and, and, but God loves it. God loves it so much that he made it a directive in his word. Here's a first point today. If you're taking notes, it's on your review. It may be in um, uh, the the, um, U version. Lifting our hands in worship is a visible sign of praise. A visible sign of praise. We, We are people with five senses, and one of our senses is the visual sense. And there's a powerful visual element when we see our hands lifted up in the air. There's a powerful visual element when you see uh, a lot of people in a crowd lift their hands in the air. It's a powerful, visible sign when the enemy, who is not all-knowing, he's not omniscient, when he sees you lifting your hands in worship, it's a powerful, visible sign to the enemy of where you are with God or what your perspective on your relationship with God is. It's a tangible statement. Let's think about this for a second. Our hands are part of human expression. Our hands often give away our emotions. We're embarrassed when we don't know what to do with our hands. We use our hands in walking, working, communicating. See, I'm using my hands right now. Almost every human expression includes the hands. When we talk, when we greet each other, we use our hands for almost every human expression. Certainly it's not limited for those who are unable to use it, but for those who can, our hands is used a whole lot. That's why in worship it's no different. God invites us. He doesn't make us. And, and i just let you know now, some of you are like nervous, like, oh no, Aaron's going to make us lift our hands at the end of service. I'm not going to do that to you. You know why? Because God doesn't make you do that. You can never lift your hands in worship and you're going to be in heaven. Right? We talked about that last week. We, we don't get to heaven through works. You, you may, I don't want you, I don't want to give you that, uh, I, I don't want to say you may never, but theoretically you may never lead, uh, lift your hands in worship and, and, and still be right with God. It's a gift God's given you. It's an outlet. It, it's, it's an expression. And so now to understand, the Bible says, almost a hundred times to lift your hands in worship. But if you go to the back of the Bible and look in the concordance, you're not going to see it a hundred times. And here's the reason why. 
is the translators took these very complicated Hebrew words and they just blanketed and called all of those words praise. And so it's Hebrew scholars who go back and look at those words and we find out that there's seven different Hebrew words for praise. So when the Bible says the word praise, there's actually seven different meanings. Well, the first one I want to talk about, I'm not going to talk about all seven, I'm going to talk about two today. The two that's related to the hands. Yada is used 90 times in the Bible. Yada is used 90 times in the Bible. And what that means is to worship with the extended hand. So often, in fact, 90 times when the Bible says, praise the Lord, it's saying praise the Lord with an extended hand. Now, the reason this is important for you to say, see is that lifting your hands in worship is not a preference. It's not a certain style. It's a biblical example. It's a biblical invitation on how we can worship the, the Lord. Now, we're going to look here in a second at Genesis 29 as an example of this. I want to talk about Leah for a second. We don't talk about Leah very much. It was Rachel's twin, it's not her twin sister, excuse me. It's Rachel's sister who was in this complicated relationship um, with, with uh, Isaac, I believe. Is it Isaac? Help me. Jacob, thank you. I knew that didn't feel right. That was just to test your biblical knowledge. Thank you. And, and so Leah started having children, and she named the first child Reuben, and she said, the Lord sees. It's kind of like I'm reading into this, but I don't think it's too much. I, I could almost do a whole teaching on this. The Lord has finally seen my shame. The Lord has kind of seen my difficult time. The Lord has seen, and he's given me Reuben. And then she was given a child named Simeon. And you'll see in the scripture, when you go back and study it later, that the Lord has heard I'm unloved. And then she was given Levi. And she said this, how about a romantic statement? At last, my husband loves me. Actually, at last, my husband will love me. Not the most romantic statement. So we, we see here, we read into the names of these children, uh, a, a maturation in Leah. Leah didn't think she was noticed by God. And then God finally heard that she was unloved. And then she, she had great hopes for romantic love. And then we go to verse 35. Genesis chapter 29, verse 35. And she conceived again and gave birth to a son and said, this time I will praise. Now, the word is yada. I will praise the Lord with an extended hand. Therefore, she named him Judah. And then Leah stopped having children. I, I, that's always struck me. This time I will praise. And we, we could probably spend some time in, in that passage studying it and meditating on it. But for the purposes of this teaching, what I see here is Leah lifting her hands and bring, coming to a point of maturity and saying, I'm going to lift my hands and worship the Lord. This time I didn't praise him before. Before I was thinking about myself. Before, I was thinking about my lack of romance. Before, I was thinking about the fact that God hadn't seen me. But this time, I'm going to praise him. And she had Judah. And we know that Jesus came from the line of Judah. So God did great work through her praise. There's a lot there, isn't there? But, but I see in this, this maturation. And, and I want you to understand that there is something powerful about seeing a mature Christian worship God. There's something powerful about it. When I see people lifting their hands in worship, I, I, I often think, or occasionally think, you know, what, what's their story? Why do they love God so much? Right? Well, what makes them extend their hands to the, 
to the Lord, what journey have they been through? You know, middle schoolers, I love middle schoolers, and our sixth, seventh graders aren't in here, but they start out worshiping like this. Like, I'm going to lift my hands and see else. Is anyone else lifting their hand? Oh, they have two hands up. I'll put two hands up too. And that's okay. That's part of social conditioning, I guess, in a positive way. But there's something about seeing a saint who has been walking with God for many years or maybe uh, have discovered God in a fresh way and they're lifting their hands in worship. And I think about our spiritual ancestor, Leah, and, and just she said, this time, this time I'm going to worship the Lord. And, and I don't know about you, but often when I come into worship, I bring my history with me and I bring that and I'm like, I'm here, God, I'm worshiping you because you've got me to the place I am now. You've got me through my bitterness. You've got me through my selfishness. You got me through my disappointment. And this time, Lord, I'm going to lift my hands and worship to you. I'm going to God you, Lord. I'm going to lift my hands to you. Other examples of this, Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 6, the priests took their positions as did the Levites with the uh, musical instruments of the Lord, which, da- which King David had made to praise the Lord, yada the Lord, saying, for his faithful love endures forever. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21. I just want to give you another example of that one of 90 times. And then he consulted with the people and appointed some people to sing for the Lord and some people to yada, to praise the Lord with an extended hand the splendor of his holiness when they went out from the armed forces. And so when the army of the Lord, they sent out worshipers and they were lifting their hands. They were praising the Lord with extended hands because it was a visible sign saying we are not just singing an anthem to just our heritage or we're not singing an anthem to ourselves or we're not singing an anthem to our own pride. We are lifting our hands and we are humbling ourselves to exalt the Lord. And it was the doorway to spiritual breakthrough for them the doorway to the blessing. Now, are you starting to see why Satan doesn't want you to lift your hands in worship? Why God loves that so much? Psalm 9-1, here's another example. I will praise, I will yadah, I will praise with an extended hand, O Lord, with all my heart, and I will tell of your wonders. And I don't know about you, but for me, part of me engaging my body and lifting my hands in worship, it engages my whole heart. It just helps me. It helps me. Lifting a hand is a physical act. It's a visible sign. And it might even, sometimes it says to people, hey, I'm with the Lord right now. I'm with the Lord right now. And, and, and people can see that and under, understand that. Here's the second point. Lifting our hands in worship is a release of spiritual toxins. Now, as I was making notes on the sermon, that phrase kind of came in my mind, but I I don't really like the word toxins. It's not a spiritual word. It's kind of a weird word. So I went to this incredible resource called dictionary.com. I'm quite a researcher, people. And a toxin is this, any poison produced by an organism. Okay, so when an organism produces poison, look what 1 Timothy 2, 8 says. Paul says this, here's a New Testament scripture. Therefore, I want the men everywhere to pray, lifting holy hands in prayer without anger or disputing. Guys, lifting our hands helps destroy the work of the flesh in us. It does. It helps destroy that. When I'm beginning to engage in worship and and I have the invitation to lift my hands in worship, and I realize, man, I've, I've, 
I've been harsh with my kids or I've been unforgiving to staff members. That's never happened, right? Um, or whatever the case. That just kind of came from the heart, didn't it? That wasn't in the notes. The staff members are like, what happened? No, no. I'm the guy who lets you give Christmas boxes to poor kids. Just remember that. But, but I, 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 become, I become aware. I become aware of something. And it's like, Lord, just cleanse me right now, Lord. Lord, I release that to you. I release that attitude. I release that sin. I release that thought. I, re- I, I, I give that to you. I quickly repent from the Lord. And it just begins to release that in your life. It just begins to heal that. And see, the reason why Paul wrote that to Timothy, he says, I want men everywhere. I want people everywhere to lift their hands. I want this to be part of your worship. But to lift holy hands without anger, without disputing. How many of them are angry? We even have closed fists, don't we? Sometimes just, Lord, I just release that to you. I release that to you. It carries the, the sign of absolute surrender to the Lord. Like a young child to a parent saying, pick me up, God, I'm yours, I'm yours, I'm yours. Some of you are like, I don't want to do that. And that's exactly why you need to do it. Because lifting your hands in worship is humbling. And you know what you look like when you lift your hands in worship? You look weak in the natural. But there's a psalm that says praise is becoming to the upright. And I don't have that memorized, but we can look it up later. And it means praise looks good on you. It may feel weak and even look weak at the beginning, but see the strength of the man or woman of God who can lift their hands to the Lord without anger or fear. And you see a beautiful sight on this earth, on this planet, when you see authentic, genuine worship to the Lord. It's only one way to worship him. You realize that. This is, this is, I'm only going over two of, of the seven ways. But, but it's a real prominent way with us. And, and honestly, it's somewhat of a social acceptable way in, in our culture, in our suburban culture. And so it's, it's good for us to do. And, and that's why I want to spend time on this. I'm going to transition to another word. But before I do that, I want to go over the third point because it'll lead to the second word, if that makes sense. Lifting our hands in worship is a willful expression of thanksgiving and agreement. Now, I, I want, even though I, told, I underlined the words thanksgiving and agreement, the, the, probably the most meaningful word here is the willful expression. And, and this is a reminder to us that often or sometimes, however it hits for you, you don't feel like lifting your hands in worship. So we don't lift our hands in worship just when we like the song. Okay? Sometimes I lift my hands in worship, theoretically, when I don't like the song. That would ne- don't tell the worship leader that would never happen. That's my wife, in case you didn't know. But don't tell her that. There may be, there, there may be songs on K-Love that all of you like that I don't prefer, hypothetically, okay? In fact, there's songs that I look over the corner that lots of you lift your hands and worship to, and it just, just it doesn't work for me. That's when I often lift my hands anyway. Now, don't try to start guessing. Don't look over that corner like, does that mean he doesn't like the song? His hands are real high today. But what I'm saying, it's a willful expression 
Okay, and so, so th this takes, one of the reasons we need to understand the biblical teaching on lifting our hands in worship, so then lifting our hands in worship is not dependent on our mood. It's not dependent on our spiritual emotions at that moment. It, it's dependent upon who he is and what he deserves. And it's a tool or exercise aligning us with his purpose and will. So here's the second word. It's not as common. I think it's approximately a dozen times. Tadal. And this is to give worship by the extension of hands. This is powerful now. In adoration or agreement with what has been done or will be done. That's a lot to take in, isn't it? So sometimes when I'm worshiping the Lord, and, and let's, say, let's say, you know, I, one of the songs... Beth introduced today is, I see you move the mountains, and I believe you'll do it again. Well, some of us may have been worshiped like, Lord, you just moved a mountain in my life. Thank you. Hallelujah. And some of us may say, God, that mountain still isn't out of the way, but I'm going to worship you in advance for doing it. That's what Tadal is. It's praising him in agreement, in thanksgiving. And it's often called a sacrifice of praise. Praising God before the manifestation, before receiving. To, to give God a thanks offering. A thanks offering costs you something. Sometimes lifting in your hands in worship costs you something. It, it means you're not in the mood. Are you afraid of getting embarrassed? And, and that sacrifice is the doorway to agreement and alignment with the Lord. Let me just give you a couple of example, examples of Toda. Jeremiah 17, 26. People will come from the house of Judah and the villages around Jerusalem, from the territory of Benjamin and the western foothills, from the hill country and the Negev, bringing burnt offerings, sacrifices, grains, offerings, incense, and bringing thanks offerings to the house of the Lord. So you have people from all over the country coming into this central place of worship and they're giving their sacrifices and they're like, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the chance to tithe. I thank you for the chance to give a first fruit offering. I thank you for the chance to, to sacrifice to you. Boy, that's, a lot, uh, that's really different than many of our mindset, isn't it? We begin to thank the Lord, begin to offer the sacrifices of praise. Psalm chapter 50, verse 23 then those who sacrifice, thank offerings to Thou, honors me, and he prepares a way so that I may show him the salvation of God. This is a powerful little scripture here because those who sacrifice, thank offerings, and part of that is extending your hand to the Lord. You honor the Lord, and look what the Lord's going to do. He prepares the way so that I, the, the person prepares the way that gives so that I may show him the salvation of God. So lifting our hands in agreement with God. In advance of what he's going to do. Gives God an opportunity to show his favor and blessing to us. Now, I, I, I'm sharing with you the scripture today because I love you. And I love this church. And, and I, I don't want us to lift our hands in worship for better photo ops. All right? I don't want us to lift our hands in worship because we're trying to be a certain style of church. I don't want us to lift our hands in worship kind of as votes on what we like and don't like. 
I want us to lift our hands in worship for the spiritual breakthrough we need because God is worthy and he's worthy to be praised. When I was in junior high, uh, our church had, had the biggest building in town. So we, 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 this is in the late, late 80s and we held this like multi-denominational training kind of deal, weekend retreat. And, and I don't mean this as, we're all from different denominations, so I don't mean this to be funny or to insult or whatever, just some of you may not know this, but back in the 80s, uh, Baptists and Nazarenes didn't lift their hands in worship. They, they do now, but they just didn't. Only the Charismatics lifted their hands in worship. That was it. So most of this was evangelical. I mean, 90, 98% of 3,000 people there were, were kind of from a traditional evangelical background. And so... We sang, and no one lifted their hands. You know, hands in the pocket, hands together, and just sang these nice little songs. Finally, towards the end of the conference, this guy, Dawson McAllister, some of you may know that name, he just comes up and he takes the mic from the worship leader, and he goes, hey, all you spirit-filled and charismatic kids, you need to lift your hands and worship and help the rest of us. And then he, he gave the microphone back to the worship leader. And me and my youth group, we kind of look at each other, and then we went, you know, and our hands were in the air. And we were kind of in special seating in the front. And I'm telling you, at that time, I mean, I felt two or 3,000 eyes on me. I mean, I, it was like the greatest thing I ever did for God at that time of my life. I was like, oh, my God. And I had my hands in the air. And, and it was just like, oh, my goodness. It just felt like such a favor for God or something of that nature. And, and afterwards, when we debriefed, my youth pastor, John McKenzie, he'll be here with us in February, uh, he kind of he grouped us together, and he said, guys, I learned a lesson to, at this conference because he, he's a worshiper, and he said, I'm never going to not worship the Lord because of the crowd around me. And that really impacted my life, and, and it still does because some of you are at the Hendersonville Citywide Prayer Breakfast, and it's like we start like, it's like early in the morning, like 7.30 in the morning, and it's just, it's just different. It's good, but it's different. We're all kind of gathering and um, they start off with someone singing a nice, like, a nice interdenominational song. And everybody's just kind of recovering from their bacon and eggs. And so what do you do? You just look around. Are we supposed to lift our hands? Should we lift our hands? If I lift my hands, are we going to be that crazy church on the hill? What? I mean, what? man, just put my hands up in the air. Pins up. Not for a show. Not for a show, not to try to, uh, be, as an identifier for me, but because my God is worthy of being, receiving praise with an extended hand. And, 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 and the other people, some of you were with me with that. We all did that, and, and it spread, it spread, it spread. And I believe God was glorified with that. He was glorified through that because it is a biblical way he's invited us to worship him. Let's stand together. All right, this is why I preach this message today. CIL, I believe the Lord wants most, more of us to lift our hands in worship. Now, I know sometimes with the songs we do and stuff, there's more appropriate times to lift our hands, more appropriate times to not. I know sometimes we start to lift our hands and then it changes pace and then we got to start clapping. Yeah, and there's all kinds of issues like that. There's all kinds of issues like that. But, but I believe that um, the reason that the Lord put this message on my heart this week is I believe it's a key to spiritual breakthrough for many of you. 
And, and I think it could be a key to a breakthrough that we need in our church. Not the only key. I'm going to talk about something next week that's also a key to breakthrough. I believe that's what the Lord wants me to do. The Lord's not letting me preach in series right now. I'm like, man, it helps me, Lord, when you let me preach in a series. But he's not letting me do that. He just, I go through phases like this where he's just giving them one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. And, and so here's the deal. The Lord has given you a gift and he's given you the, your hands to express yourself in worship. And I'm about to give you a gift right now. Because, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, I am going to give you an opportunity to lift your hands in worship. But I'm going to ask you this out of respect towards people around you. Like, let's not do this thing, okay? All right? Even if, it, Mama, if you've been praying for your kids to lift their hands for 20 years, don't look at them now. Please don't. <laughs> Just trust the Lord. Just trust the Lord. And, and it would be, you know, for some of you, if, I'm, I'm going to give you a gift because if you've never lifted your hands in worship, the, the first time is, is, is a gift to you. The power of God is going to, I believe, is going to be released in new ways. You may feel it now, you may feel it later. And, and so I think it's appropriate just to, you know, here in a second, just to do open palms to the Lord. Just, just right there, that, I mean, that, that's, just a, that's just an act of surrender. Some of you may want to lift your hands to the Lord. Some of you, you're free to do nothing. I, I don't want to be manipulative here. I don't want to be manipulative at all. But let's do it right now. Just lift your hands to the Lord. We don't need to wait any longer. Lift your hands to the Lord. Lord, I praise you for what you brought me through. Lord, I begin to thank you and praise you. No, Lord, I'm not who I used to be. I'm not even who I was five years ago or 15 years ago. Lord, man, I'm, I'm like a Leah. This time I will praise the Lord. This time I will extend my hands to the Lord. This time I will praise the Lord. Because, Lord, you're moving me out of immaturity into a place of maturity. It just, if, I just want to invite some of you just to just raise your palms to the Lord. No one else is seeing, but I know that this is a key. This is a doorway to blessing in your life. It's a doorway to blessing. It's a doorway to breakthrough in your life. Father, I just extend my hands to you out of love to you, God, because I love you, Father. I love you and I praise you and I thank you. Love you. Glory in your name, Jesus. You're such a good God. All right, you can you can put your hands down. You could have put your hands down earlier. But I just did that because I didn't want to say amen. And then some of you feel caught. Like, oh no, I got caught. I was always scared when I was a kid that my 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 family was gonna take pictures of me while I lifted my hands in worship. And that was before the smartphone. Man, we can't do that. Let's respond to the Lord in worship. We're going to open the table of the Lord up for you to take communion. If you're visiting with us, I won't give further instructions on this Sunday. It would help if we use this aisle to go to the front or the back. You can return to the middle, to the side, or you can use this aisle to go to the front or the back, return to the middle or the side if you want to take. And we're going to be here to pray with you, prayer partners. Some of our pastors, prayer partners are going to be available so you guys can start making your way to the front prayer partners we want to disagree with you in prayer Beth is going to lead us in some worship and give you a chance to continue to, if you want to exercise that gift you can but um, let's respond to this message to the greatness of our Lord the table of the Lord is open you can pray by yourself or with someone you love God bless you I'll come and dismiss momentarily